Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Father God, we are in awe of your love. We are here because of your love, Jesus, and we're so grateful. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us tonight, that you'd bring revelation to our spirits tonight, God, that we would walk out of here changed, renewed, empowered for the fight that you've put in front of us, God. Lord, give us inspiration tonight, Father. We pray for Prophet Andre, Lord, that he has your ear tonight, Father, that he has your that he has got an ear for your voice tonight, Lord, that he will speak accurately, precisely, with power, covered in your love father lord and we thank you for this in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen amen you may be seated well welcome welcome everybody welcome to the promise if this is your first time we're so glad that you're joining us thanks for coming out uh, for this special super sunday event that we're having it's great to see you uh, just a couple of quick announcements, and we're going to get into it. Uh, next Sunday, um, Apostle Henry is continuing with his series that he's been doing uh, on fire, famine, and flood. And so it is a powerful, powerful series preparing us for w- the season that we're in right now, what's happening in the world, what we're going through. Um, it's a very uh, prominent uh, time for this message. So if you can, please come out, be supportive, and come and hear it. Uh, we'll continue, as I said, next Sunday at 10 p.m. And then um, we also are going to do the book signing as the new book. Do we not have the slides? No? Josh, no? Uh, we also, his new book is out, and so we're going to do a little book signing. Some people asked if uh, he could autograph their books. So if you haven't gotten your book yet, um, that will be, grab it on Amazon this week. There it is. It's the Financial Guide for Believers. And we'll have a little book signing after the service uh, on Sunday if you would like yours autographed, all right? Um, I do want to point out, we have these filters around the room for the new people. Um, th- these We have three of them in the building, and we have also them in Children's Church. Those are the ones that, uh, uh, the filtration system that was developed by NASA for the astronauts. And long story short, it basically kills the coronavirus in the air in three minutes, and it sanitizes every every surface including you as you sit here within an hour or so you're you're more sanitized than when you came into the place but we have it everywhere because it sanitizes every single surface and kills it in the air in three minutes so it's the safest place you could be tonight it's here so uh and also we also have it in the children's church and we have one in the kitchen for the other rooms because it travels it doesn't actually it 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 sends the air out It, it you know, like if you were to make popcorn in your microwave, how you can smell it through the whole house? It's the law of gases. Well, that's how this operates. So it's pretty phenomenal, but know that you are in a safe space here. All right? Um, remember, we will be receiving a, an offering for the prophet at the end. But uh, we, for the house, we will be receiving an offering now. So if you would like to give in today's offering, the, tonight's offering, we have three ways that you can do that. Uh, if you're giving online, we have our Vanco app. If you want to use cash or card, we also have little envelopes for you in the seat pocket in front of that. And you can also text the number to give that way. We'll go ahead and we'll pray over the offering and then we will receive it. Father God, thank you for your goodness in our life, Lord. And Lord, we are so grateful that we get to give, Father. You have blessed us with every good and perfect gift that comes from above. Lord, we know that our jobs, our finances, everything is from you, Lord. So we gratefully give our tithes and our offering back to you, Father, knowing that you're going to multiply it for your kingdom and for your use. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, receive the offering and over to Apostle Henry. Thank you, Pastor Cindy. 
Yeah, we got one of these things in our home because we have so many people like the caregivers that come through our home. And uh, so we have them in our home and uh, we feel rather safe because of that. So, uh, uh, Prophet Andre, Prophet Andre is, uh, are you guys going to pass the, you know, just go ahead and pass it down the buckets. He's walking back up the aisle, <laughs> holding on to the bucket. Anyway, um, he has an international ministry, uh, born and raised in South Africa, but he travels throughout Europe and other countries and uh, has spent the last six months here in America. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I feel very safe when he is ministering to the congregation. And that's important to me uh, as the pastor. And, uh, you know, if you've been through my uh, Galatians course at Bible College, I talk about the fact that when Paul went up to Jerusalem, he first went to the apostles and shared the vision that he had of what he'd been teaching um, uh, and the gospel he'd been teaching. He didn't go straight to the main auditorium and uh, preach it on a Sunday and then have the apostles pick up the pieces afterwards because they disagreed. So I call it vetting the people who speak at the congregation. And that's in order so that you can be safe that the person speaking is going to be speaking in line with the scriptures and so on and so forth. Now, um, he has a long resume, and uh, he comes from tremendous training under Prophet Ed Trout. And, and uh, if you get to know him, you know that he's a word man, and he stands firmly on the word of God. So uh, it's awesome. We are so grateful to have you here today. Uh, I feel safe as you will be ministering to the congregation. Uh, again, I want to encourage you uh, to appropriate by faith what is said. The reason the world is not saved is because they aren't appropriating what Jesus did on the cross. People, the reason Christians aren't healed is because they're not appropriating the healing that Jesus gave, what he bought, what he paid for. The reason people are not walking in divine prosperity is because they're not appropriating what God did for them. It's all a matter of, by faith, taking what God has given. And tonight, as he ministers to you, if uh, I'm corporately, I mean this morning, there was a tremendous corporate uh, anointing here where I, it didn't matter if he spoke to one person or not, you know. Uh, he didn't speak to me directly. I told him over lunch, you'd better. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's always sad when the prophet comes into town and the only guy he preaches prophesies to is the pastor. And everybody goes, yeah, and he knows the pastor. And yeah, okay, so no. But I was able to pick up when he was, what he was saying to the body. I was able to say, I could hear that. There's, there's a prophetic word going forth today. I received my harvest. Amen. I received my harvest. Received a harvest for the promised church. How about you? All right, so that's what I'm talking about. So we know that uh, we have to appropriate those things that he spoke. And I'm appropriating by faith that harvest in my personal life and what he spoke over the church. And so tonight I'm ready. What you got to bring, I believe it's going to be a word from God, and I'm ready to appropriate by faith. Amen? Come on, give him a good round of applause over to Prophet Andre. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. It is a blessing for me to be here. Um, I am uh, often intimidated with uh, Apostle Henry here in front. Because uh, he is also a Bible teacher and he knows the word. Um, but I'm amazed at the depth of word in this church. And so you are under uh, good doctrine. You are under healthy doctrine. 
Uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of junk and things out there that's not from God. But uh, I love it when I come into a church where the doctrine is sound. And uh, um, also, uh, I mean, he picks up so many little things. Um, he makes sure that there's no holes, there's no way, there's no back door. There's, there's, it's, all, it's all clear. And so it is good because in these times, it's very important for us to keep our doctrine pure. It's so easy to drift off a little bit and start to go in a completely different direction. And I believe that God is bringing us back to that, back to the Word of God. And uh, so we are all learning. I'm learning every day, um, but it's an honor. Thank you, um, you know, for the opportunity to be here. And uh, I'm speaking tonight about on impartation. And I want to say to you that to, for me to be in the room, you are imparting to me. As I'm, as I'm here in the room, I'm imparting because of what you carry in your spirit into my life. And so I receive that in faith as well, the mantle that you carry. Um, then the leadership and, and Pastor Cindy is doing such a great job. Uh, you know, God's kingdom is generational. It's not just with one generation. It keeps on going, keeps on moving. And so God is busy with Promise Church right now, taking it to the next level. And He's not competing, you know, with the, the previous season. He's saying, I'm taking it to the new level. There's a new place. There's a fresh place. And so we are also, you know, always pressing through into the new, what God has for us. We are entering the new, and I, I sense in my spirit that uh, within the next three years, it will start to fall into place. And the church in general is going to look very different from what we anticipated. Uh, you know, we have a box where we have idea that God has to work in, in this type of way. And uh, God's going to come and do a new thing. And uh, many, for many years, the prophet said, it's a new thing, but I'm here to say to you, it's a new thing. It's <laughs> going to do a new thing, and it's going to be different. Now, this new thing that I'm talking about, I want to say to you as, a, as the prophetic office, I would rather be an amateur in the new than an expert in the old. And so this new that we are entering, it's new. We are entering un, undiscovered, uncharted territories. And so the church is entering a new, a new place. Uh, things are going to change the way that we understand. And God is breaking that box of limitation. Now, when we talk about revivals, my personal experience as I travel the world, number, number one, I personally, right now, would be in no other nation than America. If I could choose, this is where I want to be. Right now. This is the best place to be right now. I can tell you from what I've seen, if you, don't, if you don't understand that, get on a plane and fly eight hours. It's very different when you cross the border into Mexico from what's happening here. So God is, there is definitely some form of awakening that's busy taking place right here in America right now. There is tremendous spiritual activity that's happening right now. It is intense in the spirit that is happening. You know, I remember last year as I entered I've, I've, I've trained and developed my senses, and I've worked specifically on my spiritual smell as well. And I remember last year when I entered Dallas for the first time, I could smell, you know, uh, I could smell evil. I could smell things that is not from God. And so it was never as evident as it is right now. And so this is the best place that I would be if I could choose. I would say, Lord, you know, this is where I want to be right now. There's an awakening that's taking place. But this awakening is not going to look like what we've seen in the past. It is new. It is different. And now people often say, Lord, come and do a new thing. But what they're saying is come and repeat old. 
Because as soon as the new comes, they reject that and say, no, no, it doesn't look, from, it doesn't look like, uh, like what we know. We don't, want, we don't want that anymore. And so this is new. It's going to be different. The church is going to be different. The, the different offices is going to be different from what we understood. I've seen, you know, in the last 12 months, the greatest outpouring of God's Spirit in the marketplace. God's pouring out His Spirit in the church. He's visiting the church. But I've seen in businesses, in the business world, in the marketplace, how God suddenly moved. You know, when COVID, when they said the churches could not open, then suddenly businesses opened and God started to use businesses. And so there's an outpouring that's busy taking place. And God's Spirit is not limited to a place. It's not limited to just a temple or a church. He's busy pouring out His Spirit. Amen. Globally. And so this is where we are, and America is at the forefront of this. I asked the Lord in, in this time, you know, it, the property market globally has crashed. Globally. We have property in South Africa, we have rental property, we have personal properties. It's worth nothing. We've tried to sell it. We have even one person came to look at it. It's, it. The property market has crashed in Europe, has crashed in Africa, has crashed in Asia. Yet the property market in America is, is going through the roof. Now you can say it's this or that. Let me tell you, it's God. You can say, no, it's government. No, it's God. God's hand is upon this nation. I bought a car in Orlando a, a couple of months ago. The car market globally has crashed. Gla- crashed globally. Yet in America, the dealership tells me, if you leave right now, we're going to sell this car. And I say to them, it's not true. You're just trying to sell me this car. And I walk out and it's sold. <laughs> it happened with eight cars. <laughs> Walked in. I said, this is, do you want it or not? I said, no, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. They say, if you come back tomorrow, it's gone. I, t- I told the sales guys, no, you're not, you're lying. You're not telling me. <laughs> sold. Sold. They sell it off the trucks on the way to the dealership. People are bidding on, on cars. It, it's only in America that this is happening. God's hand is on this nation. I prayed and I said, Lord, what is this? Why is this happening? And God said to me that what America is experiencing right now is the prayers of a previous generation. And He said to me, let this generation seek me for the next generation. So I want you to understand that what we do right now, we don't do, for, we don't do for, for this generation. We do it for the next generation. As we see God now, we are pressing in for a generation that does not want to come to church, for a generation that does not have a desire for the Holy Spirit, that is not interested in that. We press in for that. I was on a worship conference in Houston, Houston a couple of months ago, and uh, incredible worship leaders that were there. They were writing songs and incredible uh, um, e- experience and atmosphere to be with all those worship leaders in America. And uh, they were writing, you know, incredible songs. But in a sense, they were competing against one another, trying to write the best thing for now. And in the midst of that, the Lord spoke to me and He said, I want you to release this word. And I stood up and the Lord said to me, uh, share this with these worship leaders. And He said, Many of the songs that you will write might not even be sung in your lifetime. And the Lord said, what would you write if you are writing a song 
to a generation that has drifted so far off that the Holy Spirit has become completely unknown to them. What would you write to them? What would you say to them? And so we're writing worship songs for worshipers. But we're not writing for those that don't know God. We are preaching for those that have been that that are preachers. But yet, yet those that don't understand what the word Holy Spirit even means, we have to we have to preach and leave a message behind as if we're writing for a person that have never encountered the Holy Spirit. What would we say to them? What would you write to that individual? What would you leave for them, those that have never encountered the Holy Spirit? So what we do right now is affecting the next generation. I believe that a true kingdom citizen always has the next generation in mind. It's not just for us. It's not just for right now. It's for future generations. And tonight, what an incredible time to come together tonight. I believe that the atmosphere is being shifted. I believe that God can deliver the city. He says, if there's one righteous, if we come together and we, and, and we are here in this room and we, we seek God, I believe that He would honor this meeting and he would, touch, he would touch this city. He would touch this region. Now, I know there's two righteous people in here, me and Dr. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that God honors this time for us to come together tonight. Amen. Okay, let's get in the Word and we're going to move fast. Thank you, Father, for your Word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you're preparing our hearts. Father, I pray for every individual that's here. Lord, I pray that there be no hindrance or any confusion, Father, that, that people will be ready. Lord, I pray that as we speak your Word forth tonight, that it will go forth and it will accomplish exactly what we say need to do. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to, if you were not here this morning, I would appreciate it if you could listen to this morning's message and tonight's message, if I could maybe call it part one and this part two, but to listen to both connected, uh, it would uh, just clarify a lot of things. If you have any questions, you can phone Dr. Henry after the service and he will clarify all of that. Now he is at his peak of revelation at midnight every night, so that would be a good time. To give him a, a call. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Tonight I'm speaking on invitation and impartation. Invitation and impartation. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things... You will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe that right now that there is a specific tailor-made calling and anointing upon every one of us. God has a very specific calling. It's not a copy and paste anointing where God says, well, I don't really, don't really know what to do with you, so we'll just, we'll just give you this. No, it's tailor-made. It fits you exactly. It's a calling that's, that you are specifically called for. And so he says, uh, confirm your calling and election. Make sure that this is what you are called for and uh, this is what I want to do in your life right now. Last year when we left South Africa, I remember I was in a place where 
I tried everything. I prayed. I did everything. South Africa was in a, in a lockdown march. And uh, I tried everything to get out of that and, and, and prayed and phoned and nothing worked. It was great, you know, to be home for that first month. But then eventually I started to get frustrated because my calling is to go. My calling is to equip. My, it's part of my calling. And I remember I was sitting home and God, uh, I, I prayed and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Andre, confirm your calling. What is your calling? And so suddenly I had to sit and I had to reevaluate myself. And I had to say, what, is, what am I called to do? And I sat and, and I put it out and I said, this is my calling. This is clear what you've asked me to do. Seven years ago, God gave me specific things that he said, I'm sending you to do these things. And that's what I, what I said yes for. And the Lord said to me, get up and go. Get up and go. Everything that I received in my life, I received through giving and serving. That's the way I received it, through giving and serving, everything. And the Lord said, get up and, and go. And so I stood up and I, I responded. I, I knew that I had to fly. And this was in a time where it was impossible to fly. The government said, the nation is locked down. No one can fly. No one can get out. And I started to go from airline to airline to airline. And I just decided that I am going to be relentless and I'm not going to take no for an answer. There's a calling on my life and God has to make a way. If he called me to do it, he has to provide. He has to make a way. He has to open up a door. Otherwise, I missed it. And so I got up and I started to go until a door opened. And so it was nine airlines that said, you cannot fly, you cannot fly, you cannot fly. And then suddenly one of the airlines said, you can fly, we can make it happen. And so I got onto that plane and last year, was the best year of my life. It turned out to be the best year of ministry, the best on every level of my life. It exceeded every other year that I had in my life. It was the best year in my life. But it started, the tipping point was when I stepped back and I stepped into my calling. It changed everything for me. I can give you a hundred things to do tonight, but I want to take you to the route, to the place where everything changed. And everything changed when I stepped back into my calling, when I confirmed my calling, suddenly everything just shifted and it fell into place. Now, beginning of this year, God said to me, Andre, I want, uh, I'm, I'm sending you. And, I, and this morning I shared on the harvest and the obstacles that would be in the, in, in the way. And the Lord said to me, there's a harvest this year, but therefore go. And if there is an obstacle, pray and ask the Holy Spirit for a strategy. And so there has been many obstacles, but every time it's given us a strategy to move through those obstacles. So we left South, South Africa, my wife and children, I was in America first, I came into America, and then they came a month later. And when they left South Africa, when they wanted to board the plane, they told them that they removed them from the plane. They said they could not fly directly to America from South Africa. They have to quarantine uh, 14 days in a green nation outside of South Africa. And so I was uh, at Andrew Womack in Colorado. And at that moment, she's phoning me. She's standing right there. They, they can't board the plane. And so we have a moment where we can become anxious. We can, you know, we can throw a fit. Or I can say, Lord, what do we do right now? And right there in that moment, uh, I said, Lord, I don't know. What, what do we do right now? 
And the Lord said, just find another airline. And I said to my wife, go to every airline that's there and ask who, who, who will fly you out. And what plane can you be? You know, which airline will allow you to board? And she started to go from airline to airline. And uh, Lufthansa said that she could fly to Germany and from Germany to Mexico City. And I said to her, get on that plane right now. And so she got on that plane and she flew to Mexico City. She was packed for America. Suddenly, end up in Mexico City. She arrived in Mexico City, and what I did right there in, in Colorado, I changed my flight, and I flew from Colorado to uh, Mexico City. I landed an hour before them, and uh, then I met them at the airport. And my intention was to, to get them at the airport and then try to travel back to America. And so we arrived, and I tried everything. We, booked, we checked into a hotel at the airport, Mexico airport, and uh, I tried everything to get onto an airline on a plane to America. And what was strange, the airline cleared me to fly, my wife to fly, but not the children. They wanted us to leave our children, three and seven-year-old, in Mexico for 14 days. So we can go, but they have to stay. It's an obstacle. And so <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And so I can give up or I can say, God, what do you want to do? Lord, what, what do you, give me a strategy. And at that moment, a pastor came to the airport. Uh, he had a church in Mexico City, came to the airport. He had an interpreter there. He couldn't speak English. And so we are, um, he, exp he explained to me about his church and what he's doing. And so he said to me, he said, I would appreciate if you are in Mexico this Sunday, I would love for you to preach at our church. I said to him, Pastor, I love you. I love your church, but I'm going to the promised land, America. I'm not staying here. And so I'll just give you another day. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to find a way to leave. And so I'll let you know. And I tried everything, everything that I could to get out. And they said, we can go, but not the children. And so I phoned him. I said, listen, we're going to be here uh, for some time. And that Sunday, we had extraordinary meetings in Mexico. It wasn't part of my plan. It wasn't on my radar. It, it, I really wanted to leave. <laughs> but God planned it. He had something in mind. And so we had an incredible time. We met a family. We've, we've grown a relationship with them. It was an incredible time. And we left there. And um, the pastor said to us, he said, if you, if you came to Mexico, you know, you just came for us. We are so grateful that you were here. And, uh, and God did extraordinary things. Arrived in Miami. A week in Miami, the embassy phones me and says, I have seven days and I have to be out of America. Seven days I have to be out. I just got in. Seven days I have to be out. But I go back to the Word and, and the Word said, Andre, there's a harvest that's waiting, but there's going to be obstacles this year. And so I said to them, what do we need to do? They said, we have to fly to to NASA in the Bahamas to go get a visa there to the embassy. Get onto the plane. Fly to, to NASA. I arrived at the airport and, and a text taxi driver took me from the airport to the hotel. We had to stay there for seven days. I did my visa on Monday and I had to wait till Friday to get the visa. Taxi driver took me to the hotel and on the way to the hotel, she asked me, what do you do for a living? I said to her, I'm a minister. She says to me, I would love for you to meet my pastor. Do you have free time anywhere? I said, yes, I'm, tomorrow morning I have an uh, appointment at the embassy, but immediately after that I can see him. And so 
after the embassy, she comes and picks me up, takes me to the church. As I walked in the boardroom, the pastor sitting there, uh, all their leadership, as I walked into the room, prophecy just started to flow. And I ministered to, to them, to him, to his family, and uh, uh, supernaturally, God made a way for the visa, and we left Mexico, uh, sorry, uh, Bahamas, and he sent me a text. He said, if you came to NASA, we would say it was only for us. You don't know what you've deposited here in this nation. It was not part of my plan. It was not, it's, it's all disrupting. It's all, it's not part of my idea. It's not part of what I've planned. You know, I'm a, I can travel, I can live out of a suitcase, but I'm also a man of order. I love structure. I love to plan and, and set things apart. Not part of my plan, but in the midst of that, God did extraordinary things. We are entering a season where God is going to disrupt our lives. And He's going to disrupt our lives to do the extraordinary. If I say disrupt, I don't mean overturn your life. I mean there is divine appointments that God has for you that's not on your schedule, that you didn't plan for. You've got it all worked out, all figured out. And God says, there's, there's something else that I want to do. And it seems, you know, to you it's disruptive. So we have to come, the church has to become like liquid again, like water. It has to be able to adapt and change and whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. Whoever He wants to lead you in that scenario. There's going to be many moments in this season where you have to pause and say, God, what do you want to do? What, what, is, what is your plan right now? Where do you want to take this in that moment? Amen. So when I speak about impartation and invitation, and I'm going to go through this very quickly tonight for you to understand, there's two ways that people receive. We receive through invitation and impartation. Okay? Now, any other religion that's out there, they have to work for it. But in Christianity, we get invited. He invites us to it. So there's an invitation that comes. Now, God works with seasons and the enemy uses cycles. Cycles can be broken. We can break a cycle. The enemy is, <laughs> is, is too stupid to think out new ideas. And so he uses the same thing over and over. And so once he gets a, a pattern with you, a cycle with you, he tries to use that same cycle over and over and over. And we can break cycles. But we don't break seasons. Seasons flow in harmony with one another. They don't push each other. There's a harmony in, in seasons, okay? So God uses seasons. The enemy uses cycles. Now, an invitation comes once in a season. A season can be a month, can be a year, can be five years, can be 10 years, can be 50 years, okay? There's different seasons. I don't like to use the word uh, year because we have... We have, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's October 2021, but it might not be the same date in heaven. Okay, so we have a different a timing that, that we are in. So it's a, it's a season rather than a year. There's a season that we're in. It, it's our year starts from the beginning and the end, but God has seasons. Those seasons cross and different. So a season can, can be different times. It can be a month and it can be 10 years, right? It's different times to a season. Now, invitations comes once in a season. Now, if you miss the invitation, 
then you have to wait for another season for the invitation to come. And that can be a year or it can be 10 years. There's different time frames connected to seasons. You get that? Okay. Now the great thing about, uh, uh, the bad thing about <laughs> missing a season, invitation, is you enter a desert period. I believe that God has never intended for us to go through desert periods. But because of disobedience, because we missed a season, we enter a place we were never supposed to be in. The great thing about missing your invitation is that when it comes again, you'll be ready. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll be ready. You're not going to miss it again. You know, when God speaks, when He says go, and, and you don't, and He says go, and then, and then suddenly you get caught up in a situation, you know, next time when He speaks, you're going you're gonna to go. You're going to be ready. I've experienced it so many times in my life that God prepared us. Now, when it comes to prophetic words, God always tries to prepare us for what is to come. It's never God's intention for you to go into something un unknown or uncertain. So He prepares you years in advance. He tells you that this is what's going to happen with you. This is where you're going. And He starts to show you that this is the, the season. So that when the time comes that you're ready to go in it. But often when we receive that word in that season, it doesn't make sense. And then we throw it away or we don't listen because if we look at our current situation, it doesn't make sense. Now you are, you, are in ministry, you are in business and God says that you're going to have a church one day. And you're like, well, no, no, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> now my dad was, my dad was a, a businessman and, uh, and Prophet Ed prophesied to him um, in, uh, in 1994 and he said that you are going to be in ministry. And my dad said, no way, there's no way. He took, the, he took a piece of paper, my dad, and he wrote the prophecy on. And he said, after the meeting, he said, if, uh, if anyone wants this prophecy, they can have it for a dollar. <laughs> they give me a dollar, they can have it. Because I'm not doing it. I'm, not, I'm a businessman. I'm not, I'm not called to, <laughs> to ministry. <laughs> so in that season, we can miss it because we look at the natural and it doesn't make sense. Okay? But it's the invitation that comes in, in that season. So God works through invitations and impartation. Now, invitations comes from God. I'm, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, he received a, another word seven years later that, uh, that is going to be called to ministry. And, uh, you know, still my dad didn't want to do it. And so my dad had, had a transportation company. He had 14 uh, trucks, interlink trucks. And uh, in one day, all of those trucks broke down. All of it. And my dad said, okay, I'll go into ministry. I'm done. Um, and uh, and um, he got an electrician to come out. And that same day, he fixed all of them. They all worked again. And so, but my dad said, okay, I'll go into, into full-time ministry. And so that day, uh, Prophet Ed prophesied that uh, my parents, my dad, would have three Christian campsites in South Africa. And uh, so... Um, he went into ministry then, and he's built two of them. He still hasn't built the third one. Now, my dad says, Prophet Ed prophesied, before he die, he will have three. So my dad says he's just never going to build the third one and live forever. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, we still believe. But, uh, but he went into ministry that it, it, it ex exactly the way that the prophecy went forth, it happened. But it came in a season where it didn't make sense. There was an invitation that came. 
And we can make it so much easier when we respond in that, in that season and say, God, and I'm going to share it now about how we respond to those invitations. Now, read with me. Let's put some word into this. So, in 2 Peter chapter, let's go to Romans chapter 1 verse 11. He says, I long to see you. Paul says, I long to see you that I, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So he says, I long to see you so that I can impart. Now, you can only impart something if you have something. If you don't have anything, you, you have nothing to impart. But if you carry, if you have the revelation, if you carry that gifting inside your life, he says in Timothy that we can fan into flame the gift by laying on hands. And so we can, we can stir up the gift. Now, I can stir up what I have. If I have the Holy Spirit inside me, I can stir it up by laying on hands. Now, one thing that is interesting to me is that, that we are not imparting as much as God has called us to impart. It seems that people are going through things in their spiritual walks and they feel like they've paid, they've paid a price for it. And so they don't want to impart it. They don't want to release it because it, 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 it came, you know, it cost them something. And often they don't want to impart what they carry because they feel, well, they, they have to work for it. They, they need to, you know, just show some, some, some diligence or integrity or they don't want to release. But we are called to impart into the next generation. And that is so that they can flourish and they can go beyond what we have done in our lives. That's when it, when it is about the kingdom. And that's where uh, Apostle Henry is right now. When he teaches, he's imparting. He paid an expensive price. If he takes off his shirt, there's going to be a lot of marks on his back of what he's, what he's been through. He paid a price for it. But now he has something to impart. And uh, he can release it. So we receive by invitation. And the way that he received it is by the invitation that he responded. So only people that responded to invitations in their lives can impart. So he responded. When God called him, he responded. And now he carries something and he can, he can impart that because he did respond to the invitation in his life. And so he says, I long to see you that I may impart to you. When we gather tonight, the first moment when, I, when the meeting starts, impartation is busy taking place. God's busy moving in your spirit. You might sit here and think, well, I don't, I don't feel anything, but there's a massive shift that's happening in your spirit. Some of you, it'll hit you on Tuesday. <laughs> Something is happening in your spirit, man, right now, because it's spirit communicating to spirit. I'm imparting into your spirit, man, right now, as I communicate to you. So he says in Romans, I long to see you that I may impart to you. Now in Acts chapter 3 verse 6, the disciple says, he says, Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. The thing with Christians today is, I want to use the phrase sons and daughters of God, is they don't accept what they have. Peter says, silver or gold I don't have, but what I have. So it means that he came to a place in his life where he accepted the gift upon his life. He didn't stand in front of the sick person there and, and say, well, okay, just give me five minutes. And he went around the corner, prayed in tongues, 
and said, God, come on, please, look at, heal the person. No, he came to a place where he accepted the gifting on his life. And he's, and he's responding in faith in a situation. He says, silver or gold I don't have, but what I have, I can give. And so now he's imparting, he's releasing what he carries, what he has. You see, the enemy don't want you to realize that you have something. He wants you to spend your entire life looking for something. But there's a day that has to come in your life where you have to accept the gift that you have. And I'm just referring to the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit right now. There's a place where you have to come where you accept it. I have it. I have a gift of healing. I have a gift of prophecy. I have a gift of faith. I accept the gifting. And now, when there's a need for that gifting, I'm ready to release it. You know, what shifted my life prophetically, I could prophesy, I've been prophesying from the age of, of 16. But what shifted everything in my life is the day when I accepted it. I prophesied for many years, but I didn't want to accept it. And then a day came and God said, if I call you to be a prophet, will you accept it? I said, God, I'll prophesy, but I don't, I don't want to be a prophet. I don't want to be, the, uh, just, I'll, I just want to be Andre. And God said, but what if that is what I want to call you? Will you accept it? And I had to accept the office. I had to step in and say, God, I accept the call. When I accepted it, it changed everything. It shifted everything. I'm sharing this with you tonight because I see giftings in the room that have not been accepted. And so what happens is when you come into the meeting, the gifting is there. But when you leave the meeting, the gifting is gone. And so you, you're using it in the faith that is here. But there's a place that has to come where you accept the gifting. There's been laying on hands. There's been impartation. There's been stirring up the giftings. But the enemy is still saying, no, 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 you'll, you'll never be like them. You know, you, you're not full-time. <laughs> you, you know, you're, not, you, you're a part-time Christian. You're not, you're not, you're not called full-time. You're not a pastor. You're not an evangelist. You're not a, you're not a prophet. This is, this is not for you. And he's trying everything that you don't accept the gifting and say, no, God has given me this gift. And I'm going to step out in boldness and I'm going to use it. Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, I want to end tonight with invitations and help you to respond to invitations. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, the invitation carries the supernatural power for the manifestation. The invitation, okay? And so in, in Matthew 14, 28, he says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Peter is in the boat, and what would enable him to function in the supernatural is an invitation. And so he says, call me. He needs the invitation to be able to function in the supernatural. And so now he says, come to me. I believe that the only disciple that is released at that moment to walk in the supernatural is him. Because he's been invited. And so now he takes a step of the water. And so when the invitation comes in your life, 
It is critical. You know, you know what happens when invitation comes? When invitation <laughs> comes in our lives, you know, in a meeting, in worship, then we say to the person next to us, you go. <laughs> we, <laughs> we encourage them to take it and run with it. But what we don't realize is that invitation carries the supernatural for you to walk in it, not them. God is calling you. He's speaking to you specifically about taking that step of faith. Now let me tell you something about angels. Risky faith attracts angels. In the spiritual world, the level of maturity is not age or qualifications or education, but it's faith. That's the language in the spiritual world. So angels respond to faith. Now risky faith attracts angels. It makes everything stand still. Risky faith. So when the invitation comes, you have to position yourself as far away from the boat as you can. A lot of people respond in faith with one foot on the water and one in the boat. <laughs> they don't want to go too far. <laughs> but when the moment invitation comes, you have to step out as far as you can in that moment. What is the invitations that I'm speaking about? There's times now giving where we give. We give our tithes and offerings. We give because the Word tells us to give. But then in giving, there is times in certain meetings where there's a supernatural anointing in that meeting to sow. It's an invitation that comes. And there's a different harvest on that seed right there. And at that moment, when God speaks to you, you have to respond. There's times in your life where the invitation comes. I spoke to, um, who spoke to me this, this morning and I asked if you're going to be here tonight? I spoke to him this, this morning. So an invitation came into his life right now. And it came in this season. And God spoke to him and said, this is what I'm calling you to do. And in this moment, he has to respond to that invitation. Now, how do you respond to invitations? You do whatever you can in your ability. God is not asking you to do something that's out of reach. You do what you, you, do what you can. I remember, you know, the first house that we that we built the very first house that we built i remember we we it was a year before uh, i got married and i and i drove down the road and i said lord i you know i'm gonna get married i need a place you know at least to to stay i was still living with my parents um by, uh, in, in that time and i i was driving down the road and i thought lord if i can just get uh you know just a, a one-bedroom apartment somewhere if if you would just make a way for us with that and in that moment, I saw a vision of a house. And it's massive. It has, it has, it has four bedrooms, two offices. And I, I saw a vision of that. And this morning, I touched on that. And in that moment, I said, God, I see what you see. It's, it's, it's beyond what I, what I can do. But, but I see what you see. You know, I'm just praying for an apartment. That's what, that'll be okay. You know, and, and when it comes to apartment, I don't need faith for that because I can do it. But when it comes to that, I, I need God there. I need to respond in faith. And so God said that this is, 
this is what I have for you. And so an invitation came. Invitation comes through visions, comes through dreams. And I, and I responded to it. The way that I responded is I went. Now remember, I had 10,000 rand at that moment. And uh, I don't know what the conversion is of that. It's $700, something like that. And uh, I had, had that is, that, that's what I had. And what I did is I went and I bought bricks of that amount. And I, and I went to the place because in the vision, the Lord showed me where I'm going to build the house. And I went to that place and I put those bricks there. I responded to it. A year later, the house is built. It is paid off. The exact house that God showed me in the vision. It came through an invitation. That's the first house that we built. Every house that I've built in my house, I've built three different houses. Every one I've built with no money. Only by invitation. Only by invitation. And so in that moment when I build, I say, God, show me. What do you see? I can try to do this in my plans, with my ideas, but I'm going to limit God. And this is the thing with God, is whatever God does, He does big. He doesn't think small. He doesn't have limitations. You know, we think practical. What's practical? You know, I'm getting married. I just need one bedroom. It's practical. God says, no, you don't, you don't need faith for that. I want to say to you, Promise Church, there's a very specific assignment that the Lord has for you right now. And God does not build His church with wealthy people, but with generous people. There's no testimony when there is a thousand people, when there's a thousand millionaires that can pay it. There's no testimony. But when God takes a group of people that seems to be inadequate, unqualified, but they say, Lord, we respond to what you say. It changes everything. And so whatever limitation we are putting there, when the invitation comes, we have to respond. Now, what is prophecy? Prophecy is an invitation. When we receive a prophetic word, it is an invitation that comes to us. And that prophetic word needs a response. I ministered uh, in Canada at a church. And uh, after the meeting, I said to the pastor uh, um, uh, that I sensed that God is going to, um, has a new building for them. And I saw the building in a, in a community area where there's a development. They're building, I saw they're building a thousand homes there. And right there, I saw the church in that, in that community. And uh, they have a nice building. It's paid off. It's perfect. But the invitation came that there's a new building. And this is, this is where it is. And the Monday morning, he went to the development. There's a development in town. He drove there. There's a big sign on, on the, um, the fence. He phoned them and said, listen, what would it cost to buy a piece of land within this development? And so the developer said, uh, what do you want to use it for? He said, we're a church and we want to, uh, what would it cost for us to, to buy a piece of land in this development? And he said, listen, give me a half an hour. I'll, I'll give you a call back. Half an hour later, he phoned him back. He said, listen, part of the development, we have to donate a certain amount of land to parks, churches. If you can come with me Monday morning, we can, we can donate the land to you. Okay? 
invitation. Invitation comes. He responds to the invitation. He drives to the place. He phones the number. He responds to it. He doesn't say, well, we can't afford it. We have a church. It's paid off. It doesn't make sense. We don't need it. He responds to the invitation. How does he respond? With what he can. He can make a phone call. Listen, any church, any church that would have phoned them would have been blessed with land. Any church. But he responded to the invitation. He went to knock on the door and said, listen, this is what we. Prophecy is an invitation. Throughout your life, there's going to be prophecies that God's going to release over your life. And he's waiting for you to respond to that prophecy, to that invitation. If you don't respond to that invitation, you have to wait until the next season, until it comes again, until God speaks to you again. We delay the plans of God. God does not delay his own plans. We delay it. We postpone it because we think, well, no, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work right now. It's not the thing. We have to come to a place where when the invitation comes, we recognize it and we respond to that invitation. Lord, what is this? What do you want to do? Mexico was an invitation. It came in the midst where it didn't make sense to me. But it was an invitation that came and God said, this is what I want to do. And I had to respond to that. I had to take a step. I mean, I had to go. I said, to yes, okay, I'll do it. Bahamas was an invitation. I don't want to fly there. But I had to respond to that. And I said, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to do? There's invitation that's coming in this season in your life. And you have to position yourself when you see that invitation to respond to it. Say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to respond however I can. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. Amen? Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for every person that's in this room right now. Father, I pray tonight for clarity to come to every person, Lord. Lord, I pray for invitations that is coming, Lord, of this season of what you want to do in their lives right now. Thank you, Lord, that every person in this room has a very specific assignment for their life. Very specific. Lord, I pray tonight for impartation. Father, I pray that whatever I carry on my life, I have on my life, Lord, I want to release it on every person that is in this room. Father, I pray for their gifting to accelerate. I pray for them to be strengthened. Lord, I pray for your voice just as clear as I can hear your voice, Lord. Father, I declare that they will hear you speak. Father, you gave me a promise. You said, wherever you go, they will hear me. And so, Father, I pray it upon every person here that even as I leave this region and this area, your voice will remain in their lives. They will continue to hear you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Bless you. What is your name there with the red? Yes. Alison. Stand. What do you do for work, Alison? You're a human resources case. Wonderful. It's great where you are, but God has so much more for you. So much more. There's been a limitation on you as you grew up of what you could have done, what you could have achieved. And God is removing those limitations in this season of your life. I hear Lord saying that he wants to accelerate generations and he wants to set future generations free. Now you come from a very educated background, educated family, educated generations, but there's still limitation. And God says that he wants to use your life to break that limitation and go forth. I sense that you will study again. 
I see you sitting in front of books again, studying again. And uh, not just uh, one thing. I see you continue studying is coming in. But God breaking that limitation generational of where you can go and what you can be. And so God's calling you to the highest level possible. And so you are great, you know, and where you are and what you're doing. But there's more for you. There's more that you can, you can do. Now you are very smart. Your mind is, in, is incredible. Uh, the capacity that you have is incredible, but right now you're not functioning at the capacity that you have. You've come into a place where you 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 look at where others are and you think, well, I, I'm okay. I'm just I'm I'm doing better than them, so I'm okay. And God says, no, no, no. I've got far more for you where I want to take you. And uh, I hear the Lord says, He says, I want to put you in a room with the smartest people on the planet, the smartest people on the planet. He says, I want to put you in a room where there's a completely different level of, of, of competition. He says, I'm calling you to that level. We in, in, the, in that field, I will use you for my glory and for my, for my purpose. And so God is breaking off any chain that is holding you back, any form of limitation that's holding or molding you to stay where you are. And I sense a rocket that is, that is being released tonight that God is fueling this rocket to be able to go to greater heights in your life and where you go. Are you in a relationship right now? Wonderful. Because there's a, there's, a, there's a relationship, and I'm not referring to that, but there's a relationship that almost destroyed you. The enemy has sent a relationship to, just, to destroy you. And I thank God that He has protected you. He has protected you. You don't see or understand what is happening behind the scenes. Now, you're a very gullible person. I don't know if you know that, but you're very gullible. gullible. And so you <laughs> just believe everything. But there's a lot of things behind it that you didn't know about. It, about. And God protected you. And so, so don't take this as a loss. Don't take it as a loss. Take this as a win. That God protected your life for what He has for you. And I pray as you stand here tonight, I pray for, uh, for healthy relationships, and I pray for the right person that God has for you. Amen. Not just any, anyone out there, the one that let God pick, let Him put the person in your life that He has for you. Okay, bless you. Okay. What's your name there at the back? Yes. Josh, stand. Are you right? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought... I thought there was some form of platform at the back. Okay. Josh, what do you do for work? I'm a court reporter. You're a? Court reporter. court reporter. How long have you been doing that? Nine years. Do you enjoy that? Yes. Okay. Where's your wife or companion? It's, are you, are you, did you have a fight before the meeting or something? <laughs> Could you stand with him just, just for a minute, please? There's some job behind the desk for her as well. Can you give her something to do there at the back? <laughs> okay. What do you? What's your name? Robin. Robin. What do you do, Robin, for work? With your children. Okay. Is that a full-time job? Yes. Okay. What did you study before that? I was a Okay. You are a you are a lady of high capacity. Um, you can do so many things, and this is just a season that you're in right now. And then God's going to speed up things back into your life. I mean, you have to be busy with something. And you're a, you're a manager. You're always busy managing people, managing stuff. And that's you're called to lead. And so this is a season where you'll be at home and, you know, take care of the children. But then God's going to open up, uh, again, a position for you to, to manage. I see a lot of people that are working under you. 
lot of people that report to you. And uh, that is the place that God has for you. You're a very good leader, very healthy leader. The way that you take care of people, um, very sensitive to pick up uh, what is happening. Um, you have a strong gift of discernment that God has given you. And the Lord wants to, wants to teach you how to use it more effectively for His kingdom. Because throughout your day, you are sensing things. You are picking things up. And God wants to teach you how to respond and what to do with that gifting specifically. One of the confusions with gifts of discernment is that people that discern don't realize the reason why they discern is because God gave them authority. We don't discern to get authority. We discern because God gave us authority. And so when we discern things, we have power over it. We have authority over it to speak it. And so God wants to teach you how to walk in that authority on a regular basis. It will become a normal walk of life for you. You've been called to the supernatural. It's a lifestyle that God is calling you to live. And I sense the supernaturally, supernatural will be part of your daily lives and, and routines. Now, God's hand is upon your children. Who's your youngest child? Okay. Specifically on that child, I sense the presence of the Lord. Upon that child's life, you are raising a gift of God. You're raising a treasure. I hear the Lord saying that that child will be the glue in your home. It'll keep everyone, everyone together, everyone, everyone connected. It is a, it is a, a, in my word, it's a miracle baby that God has put there in, in your life. It'll, it'll be a, a child that will always remind you of the promises of God. It will be the light in, in the house always to bring you, remind all of you what God has. And so you're raising a child for God. A child is a very specific assignment calling for her future as well regarding ministry. It's a very, very sensitive and sweet spirit, but uh, God's busy raising up. I see the same leadership that's upon you is also on that child. And as, as she grows up in new time, that leadership will come forth. Very sweet, sensitive spirit right now. Uh, a lot of prayer went into the life of that child. A lot of prayer. And uh, the Lord, has, has, if I look at the timeline, it seems like that child is born specifically at the right time specifically it's not there's no coins the timeline is perfect exactly at the right time god has put that child in in, in your life and also as a family now the reason why i'm asking you about your job or work that you're doing is also because you underestimate yourself and, and your capacity and so you're doing a great job but you're not being fulfilled you're not getting that same fulfillment and same drive that you had. And so it seems you're getting up and going and doing it. And that's the same thing, repeat every day. And God says that he's going <laughs> to He's gonna bring some joy to that. And so nothing negative that's going to happen, but the Lord is adding responsibility to where you are and what you're doing right now. Whenever there is res more responsibility, there's promotion coming. And so when the responsibility comes on you, don't push it away. Because I see that you're doing more than they've asked of you to do, more than you're supposed to do. But they keep on putting more and more on you. But God says in the same way, He is causing that because He will be your promoter, the one that will promote you in a different different position. So a lot of people that are looking at you right now, it seems to you that you know, you're know you in the shadow and no one knows. Oh, There's people that are watching you right now, specifically in your career and where you are. And I hear in, in the Spirit, they're discussing your future, talking about what they can do, where you can go. And so God is setting up your success already of where He wants to take you. It's a different home that is waiting for both of you. That is not where you're staying right now. It's not the final place, final destination. I see a new a new home that the Lord is preparing for you in the future. Okay, bless you. Maybe seated. What's your name, sir? Jesse. Stan, please. Jesse and? Diana. Diana. Okay, what do you do, sir? I'm in fleet maintenance. In fleet maintenance. Okay. Okay, wonderful. 
When I looked at you this morning, the Lord said to me, He said, this is my shepherd. This is my shepherd. And I want to, to say to you tonight that you are God's shepherd in the marketplace. Marketplace. There is two young, two men that had close encounters with death. Death came to take them. But because of you, they are alive today. Because of you. At the right time, at the right moment, you were there and you had a word of encouragement and a word of hope. Now you're very different in the way you do things from other people. Some people think you're too hard and you too straight and too that. But God says you are a voice that is using in the midst of that. And so I see you in a shipyard. I see you in a, in a place uh, where in the midst of that, the, the type of people, the type of environment right there, how God is using you right there to shepherd those that don't have a shepherd. Lord is saying that He's, He is sending the fatherless to you. Those that don't have fathers, young but also old. They, they are the same as you're older than you, but they don't have fathers. And God says He's sending them to you in the marketplace to father them, to help them. Now see how you're sitting with them and as you work, you're busy imparting into their lives and that. And so you are praying and saying, God, I don't want to be here. Lord, shift me. Lord, move me. And God says, I've positioned you there. I've placed you there. And the Lord says, if you accept it, if you accept the call, He's going to change everything around you there. He's going to make, uh, I, hear, he's, I hear the Lord saying, He says, I'm going to make, I'm going to, it'll be like heaven on earth for you. In, the midst, in that same environment where it seems nothing good comes from it, God says He will change everything around you if you accept the call. Now, in our walk with God at different seasons, there's things that God asks us to, to get rid of. You know, God says, come as you are. But then on this journey, He says, okay, it's time to, now it's time to shake that off. And that's where you are right now. You are at a crossroad right now. And I'm, brother, I'm saying it to you with, with, with grace tonight and with mercy tonight. You're coming to a place right now where God says some things are not acceptable anymore. He says it's not. It's been acceptable before, but not anymore now. And God says if you want to cross this line, you have to shake off those things. And you have the power, you have the strength to let go of it. God is calling you to live a holy life. We only live a holy life through Jesus and His grace. It's not us being perfect. But it's because of the calling that's resting upon you in that, in that marketplace. And so many will come to Christ because of you. But I see that the enemy has a snare for you. He's trying to entrap you to, to make you fall in the same things that the ones that needs to be delivered from are struggling with. And God says, no, I'm positioning you there. You will sit around with them around the table, but you will not be like them. You'll be different. And so as you stand here tonight... I release the power on you tonight to break addictions, to release even other people that, that are struggling with addictions in their life, to set them free. And as you speak a word, as you lay hands on them, they will be set free immediately at that moment in Jesus' name. Okay? Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are a fighter. Oh, Lord. People don't know what they sign up for once they get into a fight with you. No, it's, it's, okay. God is asking you in, in this season of your life to pick your battles carefully. There's, a, there's many things you are involved that God says, just release yourself from that. I see phone calls and a specific person that keeps on drawing you into the same thing over and over. And it leads to nothing. It just disrupts your peace, disrupts your life and that. And God says, 
it's time to distance yourself from that. Bless them, love them, but don't fall for their, for their traps anymore. Release them. There's a specific fight that you are in right now, and it's connected with your family. And the Lord says that He wants to take care of it. This is not a battle that you can win. This is a battle that you have to surrender. You have to release it to God. And if you release it, it's difficult for you because everything in your life came with a fight. That's what you know. And as a little girl, you had to fight for everything. You had to fight to get it. And uh, God says He wants to change that completely around. You will not fight for things anymore. You'll learn to live with the peace of God in your life. You will learn that surrendering is your greatest strength that you have in your life. And so I see specifically a situation where you are. My sister, release it back to God. As you leave here tonight, leave it with God. Say, God, I surrender it to you and I'm not going to pick it up again. It is yours. You are going to fight this battle for me. Within a couple of weeks, God is going to resolve everything. Everything. When you put it into His hands, He's going to bring healing. He's going to bring restoration. And He's going to get the glory for that. He's going to make peace. But only God can do that. Okay. And so I encourage you to let go. Now there's been a trim. How long are you married? It's been a tremendous attack upon your marriage. Tremendous attack. And I thank you, both of you, for sticking. I know you almost killed each other a couple of times, but <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for holding on. Thank you for holding on. Because the enemy tried to, he tried to destroy you as a family. And it's because of the assignment calling that you carry. And so, Father, I pray for this couple as well, Lord, that you would bring them closer together than ever before. In Jesus' name. Amen. What is your name there? Yes. Sorry? Candace. Candace, stand. Where's your husband, Candace? Um, honestly, he's in rehab. In rehab. Okay. Uh, how long has he been there? Uh, just a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. I want, to, uh, I want to thank you tonight. I want to thank you for not giving up. You had the opportunity so, so many times to give up. And I, and I hear God says, He said, you've had, you've had valid excuses. You were valid, but you didn't. You kept on fighting, and it was not just for you or for your husband. It was for everyone. You kept on fighting for them. You kept on believing. You kept on trusting. And the Lord says that you will see, you will see the breakthrough and the reward that you've anticipated for them. Not just for a few. For many, you've stood into the gap. You went the extra mile on their behalf. They didn't even fight. You went and said, Lord, I stand the gap for them. And you have, uh, you've come to a place where... Not once, multiple times you've completely, completely humiliated yourself before God. It's like you, you, you stripped yourself before the Lord and said, Lord, and it wasn't for you, it was for them. You said, Father, for their sake, for their sake. And so it has made God turn His face towards them. It has, it has made God turn His grace towards their lives. And so the journey that the Lord's busy taking those people on, it is because of you. It's because of someone who've pressed on, pressed through, for on their behalf, you've pressed in, you've pressed through. Now, my sister, you have incredible gifting upon your life, strong gift of discernment that you carry, strong word of knowledge, strong word of wisdom that it's, that's in your life. And God is teaching you how to function and how to walk in it in a more, in a more clear way and clear path. I sense God is turning your, your journey completely in a different direction. And so where you, where you anticipated what you thought you were going to do, God's turning it completely, completely. He says, no, 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 I'm going to keep her for myself. 
no, 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 I'm not going to allow anything any, anymore to deviate or to pull her away from me. And so I sense that there is a, 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 a cloak that God is putting on you tonight uh, of a fresh anointing, of a fresh start. And God says that this, this, this year, November, will be a new start for you. It'll be a fresh start, a relaunch of a new you, a new life that you are entering in this, this coming month. Tomorrow is the first. Tomorrow will be your new beginning. It'll be a fresh start for your life and for where you are heading into the future. You're going to see God's grace in your life like never before. God's busy revealing things to you in the spirit that very few people get to see. But because of the level that you've pressed into, God is starting to entrust you with more and He's revealing it to you. Now, be careful what you share with people. You've made it, that mistake over and over and over. You have, to be, you have to, there's things that God speaks to you about. It's not for everyone. He speaks to you. He's, he shows you. You know, I've, I've shared things. I've preached about things. And as I preached about it, Lord said, why do you share that? It was between us. And I've learned that not everything that God shows me is for everyone. There's three things that's, that's intimate and, and people don't understand it. They break it down immediately because they don't understand it. Be selective with what you share and with who you share it with. Okay. Bless you, my sister. Amen. <laughs> okay. What's your name there with the black? Uh, both of you black? Yes. Stan, Christina, and? Chris. Chris. Okay. Pastor, uh, would you pick two people for me? Two other people in the room? Okay. Please. You can just tell them they can stand. Any two people. Okay. Friends, enemies, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. The hand of God is on both of you. The hand of God is upon you. If there is a, if there, uh, how, 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 are you married? How long? Almost two years. If there is a couple that is faithful, it is the two of you. You've been so faithful and so committed to the kingdom of God. You've been available and ready Say, Lord, wherever you wanna, whatever you want to do. And what you don't realize is that you have positioned yourself for the glory of God to come upon your house. You've positioned yourself. And so the assignment that, that God has for you, I want to say to you, it's impossible to miss that assignment. It's impossible to miss it. You've positioned yourself exactly where the Lord wants you to be. Now, I hear God saying, He says, I want to raise you up to a level where I put you on a platform where many will see you, where many will be aware of you. And it's for both of you. He's creating a platform, a place, where you'll be in the public eye. And this place that I'm talking about is not a Christian place. It, it, it's, a, it's a secular place. It's a place where there's no Christianity around it. It's a secular place. It's a place of intense competition, a place where, we you know, where... People might think that there's, the Spirit of the Lord is not in that area there. But Lord says, I'm, I'm creating that platform for you. And God says, I'm going to keep on promoting you and promoting you and promoting you. I hear God says three wins. He says, you're going to win, you're going to win, and you're going to win again. Three times. You keep on winning. But I'm going to put you in the public eye. God says that this is the season where He's going to put His sons and daughters in the public eye. They will be positioned at the best places. For the world to see them and to know them. He will put them there so that they can see Him. But in that place, God will create a place for you to become influential for His kingdom. There's a trip that is coming up. I see you on a flight to Dubai. You're flying to Dubai. I see the plane taking off. 
and you going to Dubai. And it's the, it is the beginning of what God is going to do. As the invitation that is coming, it's some form of expo, some form of event has taken place, and I see the invitation is going. It'll be the start of everything that God has for you. There's two very strong flows in your lives. One is ministry and one is business. One is, is the marketplace. And God's going to use both of that. I see both arms equally as powerful and as strong in your lives. Okay, now where's the children? You want them. You want, you're sure you want children? Okay. reason why I'm asking is because I see a girl, I see a child, I see a baby that's there. And so if you are in agreement with that, sometimes people don't want, don't want <laughs> children. And so if you are in agreement with that, I release it upon your life. I release a little girl on your life tonight. I release a girl. I sense it. There might be two, but let's just, I see it. The girl is a girl that, that is in your life, and I release that child uh, to both of you tonight. I stand in agreement for you. I thank you, Father, for that girl in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe see that. Any two? Just tell it. Liz? Liz stand and? And Leslie stand. Liz and Leslie. Please stand. Wonderful. What's your name? Liz. Liz, where's your husband? It's like a, like a obstacle or a tough question or something. <laughs> Okay, come here. <laughs> so what are you now? Are you, what are you? So where are you, think, dating? Are they dating? We're, we're doing things uh, for so, so are you dating right now? Yes. Okay, how long? <laughs> um, 22 years. You're dating for 22 years? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a, are they dating? I don't understand. Okay, it's a long story. But right now you're dating. Okay. <laughs> you know, the um, American culture is very different. <laughs> very different. There's a, there's a lot of words that I've learned in America, you know. So anyway. <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, a reason why I'm, why I'm asking is when I look at you immediately, I hear God says that He's bringing your husband back. That's what I hear God. He says, I'm bringing your husband back. But God is saying, He is not going to be the old. He says, I'm bringing a new person back. There will be nothing of the old. Nothing of the old. Completely different person. Completely new person. New character. New, completely new is what God is returning and bringing back to you. And so tonight I want you to know that it is from the Lord. You still have fear about the past. You still have a, you still have a picture, you still have an idea of the past. And God is saying tonight, He is erasing that picture. Every thought that you have, every idea that you have, every negative imprint that you have, He says He's releasing and setting you free from that fear. Because the husband that He's putting in your life, Will be nothing like that it's a new i see a new man that god is putting back into your life a new person completely different the lord says you don't have to fear now you are an extraordinary person you're a go-getter you don't take no for an answer 
you keep on going, you're making it happen. And through this process, you've learned to be husband and wife. You've taken everything in your hands. And you've done it well. But God is saying you need a companion. You need a companion. And you're so afraid to let go of some of your responsibilities. Because you've learned to manage it. And you've coped with it. And you, you feel like you just... And God says no. He says, I'm putting a companion in your life. Not just the husband. He says, I'm assigning people to you that will be with you in a season that will make your life easier. There was a time for you to serve. But he says, now I'm putting people in your life that will serve you. Helpers that will be there. But it's important for you to, to release and, and to let go. There, before God can put something new in your hand, you have to let go with what is in your hand. And I see a door that the Lord wants to open. He cannot open it until you have empty hands. And so you have to release. You have to let go. Now what I'm speaking about tonight is not going to take months. It's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen fast. It's not going to be years and months before you get married. It's going to happen fast. It's going to be quickly. And so God is going to accelerate things. The enemy tried to slow you down, tried to delay things, but God's going to speed things up again to get you back on track, to get you back you need to be. It seems like it's a big gap, big season that you completely missed out in your life. And the Lord's saying is we're bringing that season back tonight, bringing that place back to you. And this time you will not miss it. You'll experience the joy of that. You'll experience the fullness of that that He has for you. Okay? There's one of your children and that has been through a tremendous attack. One of your children. Really a, um, a challenging, challenging season with that child. And so tonight as you stand here, I pray for that child. And I pray, I've, uh, my heart is drawn to that child right now. And I pray, Father, uh, Lord, uh, intervene in that child's life, Father. A child is confused right now. There's a lot of confusion. Things that the child is saying and doing, and it's not who, it's not the truth. It's a, it's a lie that that child believes. And so far, and I pray tonight that that child will come to his senses um, and see the truth. That's what I release upon that child tonight completely. You're going to see the beauty of who that child really is. There's a lot of things that came out, and that's not true. It's all lies. You're going to see the beauty that's going to surface in that child's life. Okay. Bless you. Now, you, sir, are a new man. New man. Recently, recently, God activated you again. And as you stand here tonight, I see the fire of God upon your life. I see the giftings upon, upon your life. And you will not return. You will not return. And this, what you're experiencing right now, is not just for a season. This will be the life that you'll live. You'll live a life full of the power of God. You will live a life... That is full of the word. I don't know if you are in Bible school, but that that is on you and not just one year. Bible school, Bible school, Bible school. That's where you need to be. I sense that God has brought you to this church and it is vital for you to be here and to serve. He's putting you in a serving position and you, you do that. And God is saying, do that as if you do it unto Him because He's going to reward you. Whatever you could have achieved financially in the world, God says He's going to far exceed that in His kingdom for you. Far exceed that. And so you keep on serving in the church. Keep on serving as if you do it unto Him. And you'll see what God will do in, in due time. Now, there's a future that is waiting for you. And the future is a preacher. There's a future that's waiting for you. And the Lord says if you would allow Him, He's going to take you through a season of training, take you th through a season of being equipped. And if you would allow His process in your life, 
you will stand one day and you'll preach the word of God. That's, where, that's, where, that's your destination. That's where he's taking you. And so the enemy has a different plan for you. But God says if you stay faithful, you stay committed to him, he will take your hand and he will walk with you right, right to the end. And that is where you'll come. You'll have a very powerful testimony one day. Very, very powerful testimony of what God has done. You know, you have overcome darkness. I see in your room the presence of the enemy in the room where you were. And you overcome it right there. Right there in that place. There was a very demonic spirit in that room with you. And you overcome it there. Right there you made a decision. And you said, this is, this is not the life that I want. And, and when you did that, that spirit left you. Right there, it left you and, it, and it's gone. And it's not going to return. It's not going not to come back. And so whatever the enemy has done in your life, he has to pay back. And so I call back a sevenfold return. Back into your marriage, back into your children's lives. I call it back. Whatever he tried to use you for, the same hands God will use for healing and restoration. Okay, just close your eyes, my brother, and lift up your hands. As you stand here tonight, I hear the Lord saying that he is assigning a new angel to your life tonight. A new angel that is putting, putting behind you. And so, Father, I pray for this man and his destiny, Lord. The enemy tried to come and steal, kill, and destroy so, Father, I declare that your word is deposited into his spirit, Father. And, Lord, this word will come forth. It will set the captives free. It will be a word of hope to people. It will bring life to people, Lord. And I declare that this fire that is upon him will remain upon him all the days of his life. That nothing will be able, Father, to stop this fire and this passion in him to serve you. Father, I, I impart into my brother tonight. Thank you, Lord. I fan into the flame. Father, I pray for the giftings in his life right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Use him and come and do something powerful with his life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You know, you know him? Do you know him? Okay. He's a, God has assigned him to you. He's a son to you. Oh, my. Mr. Yeah. Your son. God has assigned you, assigned you to Him. There's tremendous impartation that's going to happen through Him into your life. Accelerate. God's going to accelerate things very quickly. Okay. Bless you, my brother. Okay. You can go. What's your name? <laughs> Sorry? Lindsay. Lindsay. What do you do for work? Uh, I work at a treatment facility. A treatment facility. Okay. Mm, thank you, Father. I don't know if you are aware of it. But the gift of healing is upon your life. Not just to receive personal healing, but also to pray for the sick. And what I see on your life is that the Lord says that where you go, people will be delivered. Where you go, people will be healed. I see the healing hand of God specifically touching you in your life, but then also flowing through you and touching people. I want to encourage you to pray for people. To pray. Just take that step and, and pray for them. And you don't even have to you know, position them and tell them you're going to pray for them right now. But, but when you are in the room for, for those that need some form of discomfort in their life, when you walk in the room, you pray for the healing of God to enter that place. The Lord says that children, I see children will be healed and restored. I see elderly specifically, those groups specifically, children and elderly. The Lord says both of them, they will be healed and they will be refreshed. Now, for some reason, you are still walking in tremendous guilt in your life. You're walking in guilt.
And so I want you to know, now when I look in your spirit, I can see, I can see the guilt that people have. But when I look at that, there's nothing in you. And so what it means is that you have asked God for His forgiven and He has forgiven you. And so there is nothing that I can find in your spirit. I see the guilt in you, but I cannot see what happened. And so God has forgiven you completely, but tonight you have to receive it. You have to forgive yourself tonight and you have to let go of that guilt. You cannot live in guilt and condemnation anymore. And so whatever has happened is coming to light right now. And so the enemy has no right to hold it against you anymore. And so tonight I release you. I set you free from anything that has happened in the past. Everything that has said, everything that has been done, I release you from that. And I declare the Lord has a new future for you. I see the blessings of the Lord has been coming your way, but then you've rejected it. And you're saying, no, no, uh, it, I, I can't receive that. You know, it can be for me. Now, I'm not that. And God says, no. He says, tonight you are seated at the table of His sons and daughters, and we are all equal. And you're seated at the same table. Yes, he, he has a chair just for you. He has a place and a position for you. Now, when we, when the children don't eat, it is not the Father's fault. And so it's time for you to indulge yourself. It's time for you to, to know that you are worthy and you can, part, you can participate in that as well and you can receive that. There's a word that was spoken over you. Someone said something and they, they, it's, it's a negative word that they said and it has come over you as a form of a curse. And the Lord is releasing you from any negative word that was spoken over you in your life. It will not come to pass. Tonight I release the word of the Lord upon you. God has a great future for you. He wants to use you in the area of work where you are. You, there's been opposition trying to force you out, trying to stand against you. Everything that you're doing, they're blocking that. God says, no, I've put you there. And in that place, you'll be effective. You'll do what I've called you to do. There will be no more obstructions anymore or difficulty in that. Now, it's important for you to focus on your assignment. There's a lot of things that you, you know, you make a lot of things hard for yourself. <laughs> you, it seems like you, there's an easy way and a difficult way, then you go for the difficult way. There's an easier way. You don't have to go <laughs> through that. And so God wants to make it easier for you so that you can be more effective. He wants to get you to, to do the job. He wants to get you to do what you need to do you know, in your line of work. Not work with all of the stuff, fighting battles the whole time. And No, no. It's time to get back to where you need to be. You're going to be there for a season and then God's going to shift you and move you. But your season is not done. It's not over there. And so you need to press in and press through. And then the breakthrough will come where you need to, to go. But tonight as you leave this place, I declare that you are qualified in Jesus' name. And that you are a, a daughter of God. And that God has positioned the place for you to enjoy the benefit just as others has enjoyed the benefit. You've been going through tremendous financial difficulty and challenges you're working, but you're just paying stuff the whole time, and it's just never enough. Just, just not getting in front. God says He wants to show you a better way. He has promised us a life of abundance, a life of more than enough. And so God says you can try your way, and you're never going to get in front, or you can give Him a chance. And so tonight, God is releasing the faith in your life to be able to trust Him on a different level, on a higher level. Because what you've planned, you know, I see you've got this whole plan worked out. <laughs> it's going to take, <laughs> it's going to take a lifetime to, to get it. God says there's an easier way. 
and he wants to bring acceleration to that so that you can get it a lot quicker but it's it's through faith that he's going to do it for you okay where's your husband in prison okay and so you're still married okay seems uh, i i hear you saying you you're married but i see a, a disconnection in, a, in, a, in in the spirit between the two of you so i pray for you and i, I pray for him where he, he is he is right now um father i pray that you would touch him lord and i pray for my sisters as well lord i pray for wisdom and guidance right now in their lives lord father i pray for anything that is not from you lord that you would come and put an end and a stop to that in jesus name Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor. Amen. <clears throat> you know, we're, we're not done. I just, I just sense uh, when we're not done yet. Um, and somehow the Lord has led uh, Prophet Andre not to minister to too many Bible college people that are sitting here. You're going to get a double dose tomorrow night, so you're blessed. You're, you're not being left out. Um, but I would like to receive an offering for him uh, and for his ministry tonight. And uh, could we put up the slide on how they can give? And uh, remember, checks and stuff should be made out to the Promise Church. And in the memo, you can put Andre, or we have a drop-down as well, as far as I know. Mary? Where's Mary? Guest speaker. There's a drop-down for guest speaker on the app, correct? And you could do a drop-down, and you can also do something there for him. Um, I want to encourage you um, tonight, you know, congregation don't always know, in fact, most times they don't know, what's going on in other people's lives. And tonight we got an insight because curtains were pulled back. We got to hear about husbands in rehab. We got to hear about husbands in prison. We We got to hear about families that have been together for 23 years. We got to hear about a number of issues that are going on here. Um, and, you know, as a pastor, my heart goes out to those people. And I know that even in your life, I know that the things that are going on and that you would like God to speak into your life about. Now, you can't buy the blessings of God. You understand? You cannot... You cannot give 10 bucks and say, okay, God, give me a prophecy. That doesn't work. But you can buy one for a dollar if you knew his father. <laughs> That's the epitome of a businessman. I'll take the offering and, take the, and then I'll sell it. But what you can do, I honestly believe, is that you can take the invitation and sow into his ministry Because when you do that, you're tapping into the office and the anointing and the gifting that he has wherever he goes. And by ministering to him, you're opening up a channel. Honestly, in the realm, I mean, you need to read my book. That's all I can tell you. Because I explain some of these things in the book as to how when when you give to another ministry or you sow into a ministry, you reap the rewards of that ministry. What's going on in that ministry comes to you. God blesses you for participating. I honestly believe that as you sow into Prophet Andre's ministry and he travels, you know, and spends a week in the Bahamas (laughs) because God told him to, you know, terrible to be a prophet. 
suffering for Jesus. But nevertheless, what I'm saying is that as you, something happens in the spirit world when you give to something like that. You open up something. You open up into a new realm, a new area. And I honestly believe giving to the prophetic office will do something in your own life and in the life of this, of this church. And it'll do something where you will become more sensitive. You will hear as you're opening your heart because God said he will return to you. He will return to you. It's a seed that you're sowing into that ministry, and God will, God will speak to you. You know, when you give to something, you don't always love what you give to. Okay? For example, if there was Save the Whales collection taking place, and you put some money in that box, you might do it because you just, well, you care about whales, but you don't necessarily love them. But on the other hand, what you love, you will give to. There's no doubt about it. What you love, you will give to. And I believe that when you give to God, especially if you give to a ministry like this, you're opening up something because God is going to return that love to you. He's opening up, he's opening up avenues specifically in that realm. I believe it's true for everybody giving at the Promised Church and tithing at the Promised Church. I believe that you're walking in and, and uh, walking in that gifting that's in this church. Amen? I'm taking longer than I should. It's a prophetic anointing that's on me right now. You notice how long it takes for each person? We could have done everybody if, if you just cut it back to, to two minutes, right? Yeah. Let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to sow into Prophet Andre's ministry. We thank you, Lord, that you brought him here to us, to minister to us, to bring life, encouragement, to share with us your revelation, how we could receive the invitation. And, Lord, we, we respond to that invitation even tonight. We thank you, Lord, that what's ahead of us is going to be so awesome because we're going to respond right now in this season. And those of us who have been walking in desert times are coming out of them because we're responding right now in Jesus' name. Bless the givers. Amen. Go ahead and receive the, receive the offering, please. All right. Um, we have, I want to take a few more minutes. It's Sunday night, and uh, there's nowhere you need to be. Unless you have to get up at 4 o'clock to go and be on Fox News, 2 o'clock. Well, you, you, at least you got your prophecy early. Amen. Amen. Bless your heart. So you are excused. I know. We'll see you in the morning. We don't want to see you on the news, you know. Extra makeup and stuff like that. <laughs> but I know that there's some of you in, in your heart and, you, and you're crying out to God because you, there's something that's that you're desperate. Okay? So I just want to give, I'm going to give Prophet Andre just a few more minutes, all right, and le- be led by the Holy Spirit to minister to those and, you know, Perhaps if you are a Bible school student or you're a graduate, you're coming tomorrow, uh, you can say, can you hold that until tomorrow? And you know that he can? It's a truth. It's a truth. It's a truth. You can hold it. You can hold it because God gives it to you and you can hold it. It's not going to go away. But we would truly like to minister to those who've got something that's really urgent, that's really burning, so... I'm going to give you another 10 or 15 minutes, okay? One-minute prophecies.
Come give another round of applause. God bless you. God bless you. So awesome. Amen. I'm, while I'm ministering to people, I'm hearing God. So it takes me, sometimes God speaks a little bit slow. So I'm like, as fast as he can speak, I can, I can share. What's your name? Rob. Rob, stand please. And make sure you're sure. Wife, stand please. How, how long are you married? 24 years. Okay. Okay, what do you do for work, sir? What do you do for work? A pastor, okay. I sense that tonight is a, not just tonight, but today is a divine appointment for you. I see the Lord is, is, is busy. Every firing arrow, flaming arrow that's been shot at you, God is bringing a stop and an end to that, to that completely. Now, God is taking you into a season of the gifts of His Spirit. And it's not that you've rejected His Spirit. It is just that this is the moment for it. And God says that He's going to take you personally into a place of, this, of the giftings of the Spirit where you're going to come to know His Holy Spirit more like ever before. It's a lot that you've heard, and all of us have heard things, but uh, the, the Holy Spirit uh, or God has been misrepresented to you. And God says that you will have a face-to-face experience with Him where He's going to reveal to you the truth of His Holy Spirit, the function of His Holy Spirit. And so uh, I see the doors busy opening up again for His Holy Spirit to come and move, not just in your life, but also in an environment where the Holy Spirit has been, has been shut out. And God's going to make a way for Him to come and move. And I see a gentle Spirit coming in and starting to move in that place. And so as you stand here tonight, I see all nine gifts of the Spirit that is on you. And the Lord says that you will walk in revelation of all nine gifts. You will have a revelation and an understanding of his giftings. Now you're a very in, in intellectual <laughs> person. It's a lot of things you're trying to figure out. You know how to work. And God says, "No, no, I'm going to meet him on that level. I'm going to show him how it functions, how it works." And so I see how you sit in every question that you have. That God is answering that questions. Now in due time, the Lord is calling both of you to leave a deposit of what you're carrying, and that deposit will happen through book form. You will write a book. You will publish. You will share what is deposited in you, both of you. Because God says that you will write a book that will touch a whole movement of churches. I see a certain, I see two groups of churches, and uh, it seems like one group have, eje- have rejected the flow of the Holy Spirit. And God says that the, the, what you will deposit will build a bridge. It will bring them in back into the presence of God again. And so the time is coming where you have to release that, what you carry. As you stand here tonight, you are so fresh, fresh, fresh bread that you're carrying right now. I thank God that you have, you've, you've gotten rid of the old. You've went for the new. You've pressed in for the new. And in fact, even if they've persecuted, you still went for the new. You got tired. You want, I want fresh bread. I want new. And God says that is what you're carrying, both of you, right now in, in this time. Okay, now you are equally yoked just as much as he is called, you are called. And you're carrying that, you're an incredible teacher. The word of the Lord is, is upon your mouth. God has given you ability to teach and uh, to train. I see God is uh, taking you into a time of training where you have been trained, but now you're going to start to train others again. It looks like you are going to a well, you're scooping up water, but then immediately you are dispersing it into other people's lives. And so God is training you, but at the same time you're training others, busy activating, helping them. Lord is saying that every year that was lost in your life and in ministry, that He will bring it back to you. Every year. 
that you have lost, that He will multiply it back into your lives and that. And so you have not missed out on anything, that God will accelerate your years to experience that. Amen. Bless you. you may be seated. I want to ask you, if you're here in this room and you are going through uh, a desperate season or a desperate crisis at this moment, I want you to stand just quickly. If you're right here in this room and what, what uh, Apostle Henry spoke about, you are in that desperate place right now. I want you to quickly stand. Wait, sure. Didn't I minister to your, to your wife? Uh, uh, okay, your sister. Okay, that's why I saw, saw you earlier. Okay. Thank you, Father, for their lives. I want you, those of you that are standing right, there's another person that's, that's not standing. Uh, this is free. You don't have to pay for it. So uh, there's an anointing here in this room right now. And God's going to intervene in this situation. And so take, uh, just receive that. Um, God is going to turn years into days. What seems to take a long time, a long battle, God's going to start to bring restoration to that uh, quickly. Okay? I hear the Lord saying that every promise that He has spoken over you, that God says, call those things into existence. Every promise. Seems like when I look on your wall, I see these promises that God has given you with timelines and that. The Lord is saying the very thing that He told you that He's going to do is, is what He's going to do. Don't give up on that. I see you looking at those promises every day. Don't let go of that. I call every one of those promises into fulfillment in Jesus' name in your life. Okay? The thing you are going through right now is going to come to an end a lot quicker than, than they have said. Now, there's a, there is a, uh, there's a voice that came forth and you, you received it in faith. You started to believe the lie. Yes. You started to believe what they said. And they put a time frame to it. They said, this is, this is the situation. And I want, you, I want to encourage you tonight not to, to receive that time frame. Yes. Don't take what, what they have said. Don't take that. Because God's word at the end of the day overrides that. He has the highest saying. And so his, his word is higher than man's words. And so tonight I want to share with you everything that they said cannot happen is what God's going to do. They said it cannot happen. They said you have to receive it. You have to accept it. And tonight I hear God says, no, do not accept the lie. Do not accept it. And so Father, I pray for this couple right now. And I thank you for acceleration to come to their, their lives in Jesus' name. The Lord is restoring your sleep. You're restoring your sleep, bringing back sleep to you. Yeah. I see your sleep is being disrupted yeah. uh, the whole time. He's restoring yeah. your sleep completely in Jesus' name. Okay, <laughs> amen. You may be seated. Thank what, you. What's your name? Shelby. Okay, just stand there. Just Can you raise up your hands? The presence of God is on you. The presence. Let, let me tell you, no demon in hell can keep you from God. No demon in hell. When you walk into this room tonight, you gave God permission to work in your life. This, uh, this door is open for anyone to come in. You chose to come. You chose to position yourself in the presence of God. And tonight you've opened up a door for the Holy Spirit to start to flow in your life that will not stop. He will go through your life and He will purify every room, every area, every corner in your life until it's all restored and all healed and all come back to you. There's a personal relationship that you held on for, for such a long time and you've, you, have, you have become completely dependent on that relationship. And God is saying that He wants you to, to put that dependency on Him. Not on that individual, not on that relationship. It, God wants to be everything to you tonight. He wants to be that to you. And so I see a spirit of depression, 
that wants to come in. And I, I want you to know that that's not who you are. That's a spirit that, that is trying to place a lie on you because you are not a person that is depressed. It's not who you are. Not who you are. And so I command that spirit to leave. Uh, I command the spirit of suicide to go. Your life is too precious. You are too precious. And so I command anything that is not from the Lord that's trying to affect or influence you to leave your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, who's next to you? Who's that? Who's that off you? Are you can, do you know her? Who's that off you? Yes. Okay. So you don't. Okay. God is intervening right now in your life. Right now. There's a battle you're facing right now that the Lord needs to fight. But you keep on intervening. You keep on fighting the battle. And I see you've given it back to God and you, and you take it back and give going back and forth the whole time. I declare tonight that you're releasing it completely back to God. The Lord says it is time for you to trust Him like never before. To trust Him with it like never before. And to know that the outcome would be the best, the best for you. And to release it from you. You're so afraid. And, and you know, in our faith with the Lord, we, you think that God... God's going to take something from you and He's not going to give it back. That's not true. The more we release to God, the more we get, the more we gain. And so God says it is okay to trust Him. You're going to come to know God in this time of your life like never before. God is stepping into your life. He's stepping into your life as a husband, as a father, as a companion. Every void that you're carrying is what God wants to be to you in this moment. He wants to fill that place. He's ready to rescue you, ready to, to step in. No person can fill that place in your life. Okay, bless you. Okay. <laughs> God's touching your work situation. Every form of discomfort in your work situation, God is releasing you from that. You will not uh, see the, you, uh, you, as you walk in, you get up in the morning, you're free, you're full of joy as you walk into your place of work. Then suddenly that spirit of depression comes upon you in that place right there. And the Lord says He's dealing with that. He's removing any form of obstruction, of limitation that's in, the, in that place right there that's there. You are not going to be there forever. There's a season that you need to be there, but then God will move you. But there's still an assignment that you have to accomplish and you have to get done there. I see stuff in your life that keeps on breaking the whole time. Breaking. Everything is breaking, breaking. Fixing stuff and breaking. The same thing. Lord says it's time for the new. He wants to come and He wants to restore and make things new in your life. For a long season, you had to come by with broken stuff. Uh, everything is broken. And God says, no, I want to fix things and uh, I want to take you on a journey of recovery. Uh, spiritually, you are in, I call it spiritual ICU right now. God's busy working in your spirit. And the best place is to be is to remain in Him. Let Him finish the work that He started. Don't deviate. Don't walk. Let him, let him finish the process of what he's doing in your spirit right now. Okay. Bless you, sir. Uh, uh, when you leave this room tonight, every form of oppression will leave you as you leave this room tonight. It has already started. When I, see you, I saw you earlier tonight, I already saw God uplifting your spirit. There is change. I see two separate chains that, you, that has locked you up. It's locked you down. God is setting you free from both, both of that. There's a life that you know that God says you'll not go, you won't go back to that life. That's, that is not who you are. That might 
be what you know and what you understand. But God says, I'm going to take you into a different, a different environment. I see in your workplace that even the way you present yourself and your clothes are going to change. You're not going to wear the same type of clothing that you've wear in the past. God's going to position you in a place that might seem like it's not, it's, it's, it's not a comfortable, your comfort zone where you are. But know that God is calling you for that place. There's a job opportunity that God is going to open for you. And when it opens, remember that you are qualified to walk into it. You think that you deserve nothing. And God says no. He says tonight, He invites you to be a son, to be His son, invites you into that place. And God's going to start to restore you. If you, if you know how many people in this room have prayed for you, <laughs> I mean, they kept on praying and praying and praying and praying. It's their prayers that has protected you, protected you. I see demons could not come close to you because of their prayers. They covered, you are covered in prayer as God is taking you into a season of restoration. There's some friendships that you need to shake off, not all of it, but there's one specific specific friendship. Brother, if I can, if I can tell you, run from that friendship. There's no other way. Run from it. You cannot be part of that. You cannot be connected to that. I, that that friendship, that relationship leads to prison. That's where, where it's going. There's no, other, there's no other place. That is where it's leading. And so God, by His grace, by His grace, you're not in prison tonight. By His grace. <laughs> and so the enemy is trying everything to get you there, to destroy your future. No. God says in a time, He's going to take you and put you in a position where you'll become a coach and you'll train younger people. You'll coach them. I see that, that imprinted on you in the spirit. You'll become a coach. You'll become the one that equips the, the younger people and the younger generation. Okay, bless you, my brother. Okay. The Lord has, has heard you, uh, heard your cry, and as you pray, the invitation came. And this is the time now to step into that invitation. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you are here tonight and you've, you've, you've put, put out the time to be here and to step into it. And so tonight is a launching pad for you to go for it and to run for it with as hard as you can. Now, you are a person that wants to figure everything out before you go. You want the entire plan. Show me the entire thing before I go. This is not how this is going to work. <laughs> it's different with the Lord. We, we live by faith. And as we take a step of faith, God starts to eliminate the road. And, and where you are right now, God says it's time for you to step out of the boat. You can choose to remain in the boat and everything will just remain the same for the rest of your life. Or you can take that step of faith. And so you'll take a step of faith and you'll go into the unknown. But God says that in the unknown, you, He will become known to you in the unknown place. And in that place, you will learn that, you will learn that God is your provider. Because God is going to position you in a place where He's not going to put people there to rescue you and to help you. He's going to put you in a position where you're going to learn to live by faith. And brother, you will daily, God is going to provide in your life. Daily, you're going to see His hand of intervention. I see supernatural testimonies of how in the strangest way, God, God made a way and made a position for you. I see a place that you're going to move into, not where you are right now. And even that place that you're moving into is already paid for. It's already been prepared. God's already, everything's already set up for you. But I see how you will, will you, as you walk into that place and suddenly the, the door opens. 
He has already prepared the place for you right there. And so this is the season for you to walk in the unknown. Okay, bless you. Uh, you your daughter is the, the one on, on stage. Okay, thank you, mother, for praying, for praying and praying and praying and praying for her. You know, she's sanctified and covered for life because of, of, of your prayers where you are. Okay, now there's a, two areas of your life. One is, in one area you are very stable, very consistent, but yet the other area, everything's falling apart. And the Lord is saying that He wants to bring stability to your life in both areas. It doesn't have to be that way. One is a fight and consistently and the other one is, is healed. God says He wants to bring healing to both, bring stability. And tonight I'm speaking to every, every area in your life that is dead. Every, every area that needs resurrection. And I see an area of your life that, is, that needs to be resurrected. It needs to be raised from the dead. It needs to be lifted up because it seems like there's no life in it. But God says that He is the resurrector. And from that place, flu fruition will come. From that place, they, they, uh, they will flourish. From that place that it seems to be dead. But my sister, you don't give up on that. Many people have looked at that area that's dry and they gave up on that. God says, you, you don't give up on that. Speak on believing, keep on speaking, keep on believing over that area and you will see the restoration that will come from that. Okay, bless you. Uh, as you stand here, I see the healing hand of God in your body physically tonight. Are you in any form of pain right now? Any form of discomfort? It's, it's leaving you right now. Uh, as you stand here, any form of discomfort is leaving your body right now. Every form, and it will not return. It will not come back. God is your healer. He's setting you free. You will not use any medication. You will not use anything. God's going to set you free completely. Completely. You will walk in complete healing in Jesus' name. Completely set you free. Okay? You are a woman of faith. I want you to know that. You're a woman of faith. That's who you are. You've got tremendous faith. And so it seems like when you're trusting for other people, it's easy. But when it comes to you, it's a, it's a battle. God is saying, not, not anymore. The same faith that you have for other people is the faith that you'll have for you in your life. And just as fast, you've seen many people's healings. See how you've looked and it happened for them. It'll have the same will happen for you as well. Okay, bless you. You'll be seated. Have, do you have children? Do you have children? Do you have a son or daughter? Okay, Who's the, I see a daughter. God is touching tonight. When I look at this daughter in, in the spirit, she looks like you. It's very similar, similar to you. It could almost, almost be your twin. I see this daughter that God is, God is touching tonight in the season. The enemy tried to destroy her life uh, through relationships, through anything that he could. Uh, but God says no more, no more. And I call a complete, uh, a complete end to that tonight. She will come and step into the perfect will and plan that God has uh, for her life. Okay, where does she live? Okay, she's going, going to move. There's a, a move that, uh, that is coming. I hear God saying that He's bringing her back where she came from. He's bringing her back. And so <laughs> I hope her husband does as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Tammy. Tammy. Thank you, Father, for Tammy. Father, I pray that you set her free completely tonight. Father, I pray against, uh, Lord, any form of attack upon her life, Lord, in, in Jesus' name. God is touching your thought process tonight. I see that the enemy has attacked your mind specifically, tremendously. 
and God is setting you free. I want you to hear the word of the Lord tonight. There is nothing wrong with your mind. There's nothing wrong. They have uh, accused you. There's many different accusations of what they said, what they put on you, different labels. And God says none of that is true. None of it. And so prophetically tonight I release you from every word that was spoken over you, every negative thing that was said was wrong with you. And it's not now. It started when you were born. They spoke things over you, said things over you. And uh, God says no more. And so tonight I release you from that completely. There's a job position that the Lord has for you. And uh, as I look where you are right now, I hear voices shouting and saying, you, you're underqualified for that. You can do it. And God says, let, let, let me show them what I'm going to do with their life. And so God's going to, he's, he's busy taking you on a journey of complete recovery. Complete. You know, the recovery that God is taking you on is what hospitals cannot do, is what doctors cannot do. That's, that is suddenly where he steps in. It's beyond that is where God's going to do. You are going to testify of a miracle that has happened to you and how, how no one could help. And then God did. And then God came and he made a way for you. Okay? I see a girl. How many children do you have? There's another girl. All right. Who's the other girl? Who's the other one? Sorry? How, how many girls do you have? One. I see another girl. Another girl. And uh, when I, what I see in the spirit is uh, it's, uh, uh, she's small, almost a baby. And I see that God is assigning this, this child to you, this girl. Strong connection between you and that, and that baby. And uh, I want you to know, and so whether it's, uh, it's family, whatever that might be, I want you to know that the Lord has assigned you to that child. And a lot of what you have been through in this season has been an attack upon that baby's life. And the Lord says He will use you. I will use you to be a parent to that child. He will use you uh, to be a guardian to that child. And God is asking you, to train that child, it's a daughter, to train that child up, to come to know Him, to know His grace, to know the Word of the Lord. And so the Lord is assigning that child specifically to you tonight. He will use you in, that, in the destiny and the future of that child. Okay, bless you. Let me see that. My brother, what's your name? Brandon. Okay, where's your wife? Okay, you want one? We can put an ad in the paper and see what we get. <laughs> okay, where do you work? What work do you do? In a, in a printing company. I want to apologize uh, for what you have been through. Not just in that company, but previously where you worked as well. Uh, you know, you, you smile and you are full of joy, but you've been through hell and back. Um, the stuff you, you had to face and go through and the... Uh, uh, persecution, uh, I mean, it's, it's it kept on day after day after day. I want to apologize for that. You've never really experienced life in the fullness and the, and the joy of life. It's been all a fight, all a war every day. And God wants to bring His peace upon you tonight. And so as you stand there, I pray for the peace of God to come upon your life. And I declare that that same peace that you carry will go into your workplace, will go to where you live, will be with you in the car, and that you will come to know the peace of God beyond natural understanding, beyond that. You'll experience the peace of God. God is busy preparing another place, position for you, where you're working right now, so you're not going to be there for long. God is going to close that door. 
Now, I want to encourage you, don't fight for it. Don't try to keep it open. God will never close something, not open something better. So He's going to close it, but He's going to open a better opportunity and a door for you. I see this position Lord is preparing for you, and this position is going to fit you like a glove. It's going to be exactly what you, what you love to do. God is creating, creating a position for you. It's not a, because you are a multitasker. You know, they, don't know, they don't know where to fit, where to put you. But I see that this position is going to be like exactly what you wanted. It's two different parts to it. It's going to fit you like a glove, exactly what the Lord has for you. But don't fight the store that's closing in your life. When it closes, just allow it to close. Don't try to keep it open. It's, it's okay. Bless them. Love them. But then God's going to open up a new door for you. Okay. What's your name? Sorry, Melissa. Okay. You in this church? Your first visit, okay. I can only share what the Lord is saying to me. It's the only thing I can share. When I look at you tonight, God says that He has sent you here. And He says that this is your family. He says that this is your family. And so, and so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to make an effort to be here. Because God is going to take you on a journey here of recovery, on a journey of restoration and He's going to start to put back back into your life. There's many giftings that you have that right now you don't understand. You don't understand that. And the, and the Lord's going to take you through a season to study the, the Word, to understand the Word, and also to understand uh, what you have. You have these phrases and things that you are using, these, these phrases, certain things you're referring to. And, uh, and, and what I see in the Spirit is I see that these phrases are mixing light and darkness. It's mixing different things. And I do understand it's, it's just the understanding that you have. But God wants to take you on a journey to show you the purity of things. And if I say that purity, I'm, I'm talking about you. Because you have such a pure spirit that you carried. Enemy tried everything to corrupt your spirit. He tried everything to pollute you. But by the grace of God, He has protected you and He has up, upheld you. There's been so many things that could have destroyed you completely, but it didn't. The Lord protected you. And it's because of an assignment and a calling that is, a, that is upon your life. There's flows in the spirit and giftings that you have, but you've rejected it. And uh, it's be just because it's, you don't have understanding of it. And so you've, you've been afraid of it, and you don't know what to do with it, and you just walked away. And it's generational. I see giftings that has been passed on for many generations. But these giftings that I'm referring to, God wants to use for His glory. The enemy wants to use it for darkness. He wants to use it for the wrong thing. He wants to get credit for that. But I declare tonight that, the, that you will discover the purity of the gifting that is upon your life. And once you put that gift in the hands of God, God will take that and, and He will use it as a tool in His kingdom to touch people's lives. From a little girl, as a little girl, you said, I want to, I want to help children. I want to help people. I want to, I want to help people. I want to do something for them. And God says that He's going to take you on a journey where you'll be able to do exactly that. Okay? Now, my, as you stand here, and in no way do I want to expose you in any way tonight, but as you stand here, you have been through tremendous abuse tremendous abuse and the Lord has protected you from, from all of that and so God uh, as, as you stand here tonight I see uh, what, I, what I love about you is you forgive easily 
You forgive very easily. You have childlike faith. And no matter what you've been through, you've forgiven them immediately. You've let, you let go of that. And so that idea or that mark is still there of what you've been through in your life. But as you stand here tonight, God is cleansing you completely of, completely of that. I look in your spirit tonight and God says He can find no fault in you. No fault in you. It means that He has completely purified you and restored you. There is no past. The past has passed away. It is, it is over. But I want to encourage you to remain in this family, to, to stay with a spiritual family and to allow this journey to grow you and develop you in, in where you need to be. Is it too late to sign up for Bible school? Okay. Bless you. And be seated. Okay. Where's, the, where's your dad? Okay. okay. He sets me up and leaves. Okay. Where's your, where's your husband? At home. Okay. At home again. Okay. When you, uh, in the meeting to, tonight, you received tremendous impartation. You are a woman whose spirit is so sensitive to receive always. seems when you walk into this church, you're opening up your spirit, saying, God, I receive, I receive, I receive. And you're busy drinking in, drinking in, drinking everything that the Lord has for you. Now, God is looking for a place just as he poured into you where he can pour out of you. And I sense that the Lord is busy creating a community around you of people where you can pour into, where you can deposit into. And so it might come as one or two or three people, but the Lord says He's going to grow a community of people around you where you can pour into. Some of these people come from different religious backgrounds. Some of them might not you know, be interested to, to go to church, but there will be a place where they will sit with you around the table and you will pour healing oil, healing, uh, a healing life right there in that room with them there. As the Lord's going to create your house as a place of ministry, your table will be a place of ministry to, to touch other people's lives. Now this phase that you're going through right now is just a little speed bump. Don't see it as the end. Don't see it as a, you know, no, no. It's a, so many times through your life you've seen God's hand intervening in your life. And the Lord says in the same way He's going to intervene tonight in your life. He's going to touch that exact situation. Now, you have some form of, of, of inheritance that has, was supposed to come to you, but you've lost that. Some form of income, some form of provision was supposed to come to you and you've, and you've lost that income. And that's caused the concern to you about your future. But the Lord is saying tonight, He says, your future is safe in His hands. Your future is safe. And God's one step ahead of you already. He's, 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 he's busy preparing everything for you. He says, you don't have to be concerned about what has, what has been and what you've lost. He will find a way to bring back to you everything that is rightfully yours. He will bring it back to you. And it will not be through a fight. Now, when, someone, when we lose something, we don't expect it from that person. God can use any fountain. He can use a stream of income anywhere. And I see a flow of provision that God is putting it, he is, he is positioning you for in your life right now. So don't let the future of finances, where you will live, don't let that be a concern to you. God has got that right now. But now it's time to be that vessel that pours back into people's lives. And so he's filling a cup, but that very cup will overflow and will touch people around you. Okay. Is your husband sick at this moment? Is you, sorry? 
Okay. The reason I'm asking is I hear God saying He's extending His life. He's extending His life. God is adding years to His life. And that's what I declare over Him right now, that, that, that <laughs> He live an extended life, that God will add years to His life. And that years that I'm speaking about will be healthy years. Healthy years, not years where he's sick and that. It'll be healthy years that God is adding to his life. Okay, yeah, I release it over him tonight. Okay, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that amazing? Are you glad you stayed? I know it's a little late, so we're going to dismiss you. But thank you again, Prophet Andre, for for an amazing night. And uh, uh, thank you for coming out. Uh, we will be um, making copies, but obviously not tonight because it's already late. Uh, if you um, if you attend our church, we'll try and get them to you um, as well. Um, if you come back next Sunday or maybe Monday night or what do you say? Sign up, sign up. Is that what you want us to do? Sign up. The Cheryl's in the back saying sign up for if you want a copy of the CD. Obviously, if you attend us, uh, you know, we, we can figure out how to get it to you. But anyway, th- I don't want to hold you any later. So thanks for coming out Monday night. It's going to be great. Bible College students and graduates only tomorrow night. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. And we'll see you um, uh, next Sunday. I will ask you one thing. Please know coming up to Prophet Andre at this point and asking for a word. If you want to thank him, that's one thing. But please know he's, he's, uh, he's given his all. And he, we're going to take him in the back and give him some food, okay? So thank you for, thank you for that. <laughs>